Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 271 and the amazing Peter Sandin is back on the show today. Hi, this is Peter Sandin. You're listening to Heart Cells podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Well, I am so super pumped to have Peter Sandin back on the show today and I am even more excited about the topic we will be covering today on how you create your six-figure website. I hope you are ready with a piece of paper and a pen or your notepad. And uh, Peter Sandin is best known for creating marketing messages that make people immediately feel that's perfect for me. And wouldn't you want for your clients to have that feeling right away for your soulmate clients, dream clients, whatever you call them, that they read your message and think that's perfect for me. That's why Peter often is called the marketer's marketer because over half of his clients are actually other marketing experts who want to see their own blind spots and make sure they focus on what matters most. So let's dive right into today's episode on how you create your six-figure website. Well, I am so over the moon, Peter, that you are back today. Welcome. Thank you. So I loved our conversation about, you know, digging deeper in the sales calls and knowing that the first reason or the first reasons are probably not the truth why somebody didn't buy. And I think preparing people to come to a call strong, and by strong, I mean that they know who you are, what you are about, what you stand for, what you can deliver, is already a really great preparation to have better sales calls because people will determine like if they are fit or not before they book that interview. And for that, you probably need a pretty good website. And I know you are doing a lot of work on messaging, on websites, on conversion. You have a ton of experience. Tell us a little bit why this matters and what you have experienced and what your offer is basically to support people in that journey. Um, well, why it matters is that it's rare that people come to your sales call before they've seen your website in some form. At least they apply for the call or they see a landing page to join your email list or they see an article or your homepage or something. And the issue is that if you think back, just how often do you buy something that you have once de decided is not right for you? Hmm. It's very rare. Yeah. If, if you once decide that this doesn't look like it's for me, it's very unusual that you'd change your mind. It does happen and it's easy to remember those times because it's so unusual, but it is very unusual. So that's why like how you set up all of your marketing uh, should really get the right idea across the same idea because otherwise people get very confused of like, well, are you about this thing or this other thing? Are you trying to be both? Because that's already a little suspicious if there's 17 different things you're supposedly about. Um, so that's, that's like sort of my perspective to it, that the message has to stay somewhat consistent. You're, you're not saying the same words. You're just conveying the same ideas or the same thoughts so that people get a consistent idea of what you are. And the website is just still sort of the center of almost all marketing online. It doesn't necessarily do the most work. It, it's not that you have the most steps on the website. You might have a lot of ads and, and funnel pages and such, but almost always the website is somewhere there. 
Um, and while you asked, like, can I support people? Yes, I'm, I'm happy to. I've been working on these things for a very long time, and I'm also now publishing a new program on it. That's more of a do-it-yourself and, and just get it done very quickly, both the message and the website. So it, it really fits into what you're doing. Yeah, I love it. And and you are also about conversion because it's so important that, you, you know, just a pretty website is not going to do the job. At the end of the day, we want customers coming into the door so we can actually create the magic we create with people. What do you think people can do? Because I know also a lot of people with website shame. What can they do to make it simple but very effective? Well, those are usually the same thing. Simple is often the same as effective, at least more so than complex is always the same as ineffective. Uh, that, that's just a thing. Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen countless very, very fancy looking websites completely outperformed by very simple, very basic, cheap websites. Uh, when I was working as a subcontractor for a conversion optimization agency, there was one huge brand. I mean, everyone would know the brand. They had paid a quarter million dollars for their website and it looked amazing, but didn't produce sales. I mean, a few sales, but I mean, they were getting hundreds of thousands of visitors a month. So obviously they would make a few sales, but yeah, like you can pay any amount of money for a website and, and it's not the same as, as actually something that works. Like one business friend calls website designers, website artists, and it's a very different thing to design something that works sort of like an engineer or just make it an art project. Those are very far from each other. So yeah, simplicity, uh, especially in the design and like on the message, it forces you at least to do something that can work. Whereas if you're trying to cram it full of stuff, full of different things, that just virtually never works. So if you force yourself to just think that, okay, I, I have to keep it super, super simple, then you're at least thinking of the right things because you're looking for something simple to say, something people can immediately understand and can immediately relate to and think that, hey, that looks like it's for me, whereas a complicated website can't really do that. And this doesn't mean that your website has to look like everyone else's. It doesn't mean that it can't look very unique and, and interesting and all. But like, start with the simple and then like build out from there. Like if once you get the basics right, then yeah, go crazy with design if you want. But don't don't go the other way. That doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, and, and don't over, don't overdo it, right? So sometimes yeah. I really have a hard time when I see a super ugly website that supposedly converts really really well. It's just something within me that goes like, yeah, but why? Like why yeah. why that doesn't the person take better care of the beauty on the page? But you know, beauty is also one of my values. So I'm probably one more on the side of looking at pretty websites, and then probably not buying because I get so caught up in pretty pictures and designs. Um, so I totally see the point. So what can like, for example, consultant, a coach, a healer, what, what's important for them to have on their page? So it's as simple as it can be. And they have a good chance of people actually clicking so they can sign up for a call. Um, well, we go back to the marketing message. And again, how I look at it is what is it that people need to understand about you or your product or service so they want to buy it? And that's, that's the message, the things that really make the biggest difference there. If you know that, then you really just say it. 
You just make sure that those things come across. How you say it varies from page to page, obviously, because somewhere you have a lot of space and other places not so much. But So it's not about the words. It's really about what is it that they need to understand. And then just say it. And the more easily people can understand it, the better. So if you want to be really fancy with words, try poetry. Uh, don't, don't shove it into marketing. <laughs> it, it, it can work. I'm not saying it cannot work. I'm just saying it's really hard and it's probably a risk not worth taking. So start again, something simple, and then build out from there. So it really doesn't have to end up looking ugly. That's not at all the point. It doesn't, end up, doesn't have to end up looking minimalistic. It just has to be one where people immediately see what they are supposed to see and not a lot of clutter around it because every piece of excess stuff just takes away attention from the things that really make the difference. Mm. So that's where I would start. And, and what do you need to say? It really depends on your case. But generally speaking, the, maybe the simplest thing to wonder about or think about is what is the pain that people really want to get rid of that you're helping them with? Uh, one that they, they can easily understand and believe that you really do help with. Uh, and then just, just say that. Yeah. Make it easy for people to understand that they can get something they really want. And then you can improve on that, but that's a decent place to start from. So would you also say that leading with pain in the conversation is stronger than leading with the happiness and joy they get once they are through the process? Usually, unfortunately, yes. There's plenty of studies on it that people will work harder to avoid the same amount of pain as the same amount of pleasure. So if I offer you $100 to do something, you're, you're willing to do a lot less than if I told you that I'm going to take $100 away from you if you don't do. Um, and it works consistently. There are exceptions. If people in your industry, like your target customers, truly are primarily concerned with a positive outcome, they're not in pain, they're not concerned with any problem they have, but rather they just want something better. It's extremely unusual, but it does happen. But, it, but in those cases, yes. If your target customers are not thinking of a pain or if not feeling, about, feeling a pain or thinking about a problem, then yeah, don't talk about those. But generally, unfortunately, that's just not how humans work. We are yeah. far more concerned with issues rather than our positive goals. Yeah, and I totally agree. I, I also know the studies and I also teach for sales conversations. You have to talk about the pain and you have to hold the space so the person can experience it and get really, really clear because then from there, once they are clear, they know where they want to go and what the outcome is. But if it's just wishy-washy and a vague idea of, ah, uh, it just doesn't feel good, then it's not helping you to really show how you can help them in a way that is very appealing. So it already starts at the website. Yeah. Yeah, the attention, like get the attention. You get that with something people want to avoid, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, like it usually starts actually somewhere else. Um, it might start, well, okay, if you write content on your website, then that might be the first contact you have with people. But in a lot of cases, it is an advertisement or it's a referral from somewhere or it's a search engine result or it's often something else. And just making sure that it stays consistent really does make a big difference. So it stays consistent in all the different places you show up 
Yeah, and, and so that when people see the first message, it's not different from the second or the third or the fourth, but rather that they immediately see that, hey, this looks really good. And it just keeps building on that. Like, yes, this is exactly what I want. Like, is this really? Oh, it really is. Let me talk with this person. And, and then they come to the call with this expectation that this is what they want and this is a solution for them because it seems to them everything they've seen from you makes them think that this is like it's built for me which it is. This, it's funny to point out that like you're supposed to build something that really is meant for them, but it's, it's a different thing to make them believe that or feel that that is the case. But mm. when you can do that, then, then things are a lot easier, especially the sales conversations are much easier. There's way less pressure on pushing people into something, but rather there's a lot more trust and people feel already understood by the time they come there because everything they've seen on, from you, including a website or emails or such, it all feels like, hey, like you're clearly talking to me. These are the things I want. So it's easy to take the next step. Yeah, totally. And so when, when you talk to people, like what are you looking for maybe by like finding a certain question, like do you have a favorite question? Is there something like you always ask because it reveals so much about the person and helps you to know which path you want to take them on? Um, well, I generally ask three questions. Uh, the first one is how did you get to the point where you are now? That's honestly more about them feeling understood rather than it affecting very significant. Like sometimes it does, so it's important to ask, but that's more about that. Then the second question is, where are you now? Like what is your current situation? Whatever you think is relevant for me to know, tell that. And that that's very revealing because usually you can, I can already tell, okay, I think you need these things. But third question is, so where do you want to get to and why? What are the goals you want to achieve or what are the outcomes you want to see in a year or six months or something that would make you feel like, okay, it was a great year or great six months. And like with those three questions, I can usually very easily tell if I'm the right person to help them or not. If not, then I'll just tell them that like, okay, sounds great. I think maybe this person could help or maybe you should look into this thing. I'm not right for you. Uh, but if it is, then I can much more easily tell them that like, here's what I think you could do. Here's, uh, here's also how I can support you with that. And it's, it's never a sales call as much as it is me getting to make a recommendation. And then if they like the recommendation, then I can say that, well, are you interested in getting help with it? And I don't think anyone has ever said no if they like the recommendation because it's, yeah, go ahead. You can use it yourself if you want to, but like might be easier with some help. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I love that you also like send people somewhere else and really help them to get a recommendation. It can be a person, but it could also be like a book or like a, another resource somewhere. And sometimes people are not as educated as they need to be to work with you because they haven't reached that stage of maturity. And yep. then you can just give them something they can work towards that stage so they can come back at a later time. That's, that's also what, what I love to do. So is there like a book that made a huge difference in your life that you could recommend? Um, does an audio book count? <laughs> <laughs> it <'Cause, does. laughs> honestly, what, what made the biggest difference in my life uh, was Tony Robbins' Personal Power. I was probably 16 or 17 when my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, got it. 
And it, it completely changed both of our lives because neither of us had any idea that life could be so much better than what we had seen in our like immediate circle of people and like what our parents thought both our parents were. They had very small ideas of what life can be. So that honestly made the biggest difference. Just complete dif- completely different level of control over your life was what I got from it. And, but wow. Yeah, yeah that's, that's so powerful. And that, again, brings us to the idea of dreaming big, yep. right? That's, that's, that's also something that I like to show my clients in the conversation is seeing possibilities, right? And then when they dream too small, I tell them, I don't know, how, but what, what do you do when you, when you, when you talk to someone who dream, doesn't dream big enough? Well, I, I usually point out that like, that's small. Like <laughs> what, when you get that, like if I help you, like you'll get that. What then? Like, let's talk about something that's a little bit of a challenge. Like that's, that's cause I, I mean, I just can't help myself. If someone has very small dreams and I'm, I'm immediately like, come on, <laughs> like, yeah. Think big, like you have way more potential than that. Uh, I, I believe a lot in people, maybe sometimes too much even, like maybe those small goals are realistic for some people, but they're not usually the people who end up talking with me. Uh, I don't tend to attract people with very small dreams. I also don't attract a lot of people who have these crazy billionaire dreams or something like that at all. Uh, but yeah, sometimes do people like come? People come and they say that. Well, I'd like to make ten thousand euros next year. I'm like, can we add a zero there? Like, I mean, yeah, maybe we don't get to a hundred, but like, if ten is the goal, then we need to do it multiple times over before it's truly a like a very meaningful thing as a business. Yeah. It can be a meaningful outcome for someone personally if they've never made a sale online. Then the first dollar is big but it's that's how i usually look at it that let's put goals that we don't even have to reach them if we, if we get halfway there it's already good if we get 80 percent there then it's already great and if we actually reach the goal then that's awesome yeah. and usually i set goals that are about twice as big for the client i mean i don't tell them but i i often think in my head that okay they want to get hundred thousand extra so how do i make them at least 200 or 300 or 500, like what would make 100,000 seem like peanuts? Uh, and again, I don't talk about it to the client, but rather it's just, well, that, that's sort of how I start leading it so that the odds of getting to the 100 get as big as possible while mm-hmm. also being very mindful of what they actually want, what sort of business they want to do. So if they don't want to do group coaching, then I'm not going to talk about group coaching. If they don't want to do X, Y, and Z, then I won't talk about those. A lot of people don't, for example, want to do sales calls. Then we don't do sales calls. <laughs> like it's, you don't have you to do sales calls. to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, like they I might try to coach them into it later on. Like, hey, there would be benefit if we can talk about this. Are you open to it? If not, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. Never mind. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's how I, I approach smaller goals. That I, I try to get them to a point where even a failure is still a bigger success. And then myself, if I'm their coach, then I, I think of us like, well, what would make that sort of the minimum that we'll get to. And it doesn't always work. Of course, it doesn't always work, but it's very unusual that it doesn't. Yeah, I just love how you inspire yourself and how you motivate yourself for your clients. Because it really, well, it helps. I think it helps to show up as a better coach, right? As someone who maybe 
does ask the question they have in their mind turning it like, should I be asking, should I not, right? It really gives you that little extra push because you see that potential. And, yeah. and that's something what, because I think everybody should have a coach and a mentor so that they can see the potential in them. Because oftentimes we can't do it for ourselves or not in such a big way, in a much smaller way. And then it takes the same energy, right? So big goals or big dreams take the same energy than small ones. So it's up to you to decide if the big goal is to get a new carpet in your living room or the big goal is to tour the world, right? It's the same thought, takes the same energy, but you know, I'm quite sure with touring the world, you will be much better off. Yeah. And then actually for me, it's easier. It takes less energy if I have a bigger goal in my mind, especially for clients, because I don't have the pressure then to actually do the work. It's still up to them to do the work. So a bigger goal doesn't affect my workload, but yeah. it makes me excited, which makes it much easier. If, if I'm not excited about a project, it's an energy drain. If I am excited, then I get energy from it. So for me, it's that way. It, it's as much selfish as it is good for them that I, I think of bigger goals or, or things that are even more likely to work because that gets, makes it actually easier for me to have the energy for it. Yeah, but that's, that's a good point. I'm, you know, I'm always, when I come out of a client call, I'm always energized. It's always fun. And luckily I didn't, so far, I've never taken someone on board who frustrated me or who did take my energy. So that's, that's really cool. So what, what does heart cells mean for you? Well, I think it, it's, if I have to translate it, I think it is like, I can see two ways. One is that either we are really there to help the other person figure out if this is something they should get, if it would actually help them with something that's meaningful for them, if they should buy it, if it would be a net positive for them to do it. Um, and I think the other way is to look at, well, heart as in emotions are really the thing that drive behavior. You only make decisions based on the reptilian brain that only consults the other parts of the brain. So emotions are a massive part of it. Obviously, emotions are technically just another part of the consulting phase, but like they, they are at least as great, if not much greater than the logical side. So keeping that in mind that you can't make sales by just convincing people that they ought to buy this because yeah. features, features, features. Uh, it, it is really about them feeling that this is good. And then if you sell to companies, that also means that you need to convince the individual to feel good about it. And, and it's not about saying that, well, the company will save this much money unless it reflects well on them. They probably don't really care. Like they will say they care, but it probably doesn't have any impact on them because it doesn't serve any purpose for them other than to just feel like, well, they're doing their job, which can be meaningful for some people. But again, it's not saving money. It's about them doing their job well. So really, that, that, those are the ways I would translate heart cells. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. And it's, it's so true. And it come, you know, it's basically, it reflects the whole conversations we had um, about you know, giving the first reason, the excuse, and not going deeper because we kind of want to protect ourselves. And it's really difficult to admit that we don't have a clue why we bought something, right? Mm -hmm. We just got triggered and we feel great having it. And 
like technically we could have used another product. Yeah. Yeah. So what is a parting piece of guidance that you want to leave us with? Um, I think if, if really just one thing, then it's, it's the, instead of having a goal that you measure yourself up against, uh, focus on the path there or focus on the process that gets you there. It's very, very unusual for anyone to reach any meaningful goal if they don't actually have a proper process for it. You might just get insanely lucky, but I mean, that doesn't usually happen. But if you show up every day with a proper process for reaching a goal, you tend to get there. You can't guarantee it, but if you keep going forward, then unless it's an infinitely long road, then you will eventually make it there. And make it such that you feel good about it because it's easy to spend years and years on paths that don't feel right. I often talk with people who are extremely relieved at the end of the call because they, for the first time, have a plan for doing marketing that actually feels right to them, as opposed to something that feels sleazy or against their values or just they have no idea how to do it and they're really uncomfortable with it for whatever reason. Like, yeah, focus on, on the way there rather than what the outcome is in the end because you can't control the outcome. You can control what you do. Yeah, your own action steps. As I always say, like, stop just dreaming, act now. <laughs> because the pizza guy is not delivering your dreams. You really have to get off the couch and do something for them. So what, what a great conversation. Thank you so much. And I love the, the gift you brought us. It's basically a test where you can check in how good your ideas are So and what you say. Tell us a little bit about it and how can people get their hands on it. So... Again, my idea of marketing message is that what should you make people understand about you or your product or service so they want to buy? What are those things that really make the biggest difference to how likely they are to buy? And those are the marketing message. And the test helps you check how good are your current ideas, how likely are those to make people want to buy? It's a rather ruthless test. A lot of people, even with a lot of experience, either of marketing or business experience, have pointed out how they saw things more clearly than before. And, and some people have seemed a little angry about it because <laughs> they, they have realized that, oh, this is why I've been struggling for so long and why didn't anyone tell me? But yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. It's a couple pages. It's not a long thing. It doesn't take long to do. It's just a, just a test to see which ideas are most likely to work. You can get it at petersandine.com slash value. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. And thank you for all these golden nuggets, right? I did take some notes and I have some things to reflect upon, especially about the message and obviously the website. I, I haven't met any entrepreneur yet who did not have a tiny bit of website shame because it's not up to date or it needs to be tweaked or what, whatever it is. So uh, such a great reminder to get the work done. <laughs> Thank you so much for it. <laughs> I'd and, argue though that once your website converts, as in it makes you the money you want, then you probably don't have the shame anymore. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, totally. Like it depends on what, what you see as um, like, do you want to have 100% automation, right? Mm -hmm. um, so do you already have something in place that is a course that people can take and you don't even need to show up for it? So there are so many layers and levels yeah. of how you can organize it and where you can put your focus. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really great and inspiration pure. 
Thank you so, so much. Um, I'm going to make sure that all the links to you are on the sh in the show notes so people can connect with one just with just one click away. And uh, yeah, I want to invite you, my dear listener, to really check out Peter's work. Um, he's amazing in what he does. And I'm sure you will be delighted to be connected with him and to learn from him. And take the test. <laughs> don't, don't miss out on this opportunity, even though it, it might feel a bit painful. It's totally worth it. And it will give you a ton of clarity. So thank you so, so much for having been here. And uh, yeah, thank you and have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Well, what an amazing episode. I hope you have enjoyed that. And just that, you know, like in between having the conversation with Peter and now recording for you the final touches of this episode, including these words right now, I have signed up for his amazing program, Six Figure Website, because I know that my website needs some more love and attention and even greater message um, so that I can support even more people on this planet. So if you are thinking about joining as well, make sure you hop on over to christineschlansky.com, find the episodes 270 and 271 with Peter, have a listen, see if this is aligning and connecting with you and for you. And then also check out his amazing free gift, which is a test on checking how good your ideas of what you could say in marketing really are. And as well in the resource section, I'm going to put you a link to Peter's amazing course, Six Figure Website. Get more leads and sales with no more traffic and without fancy tools or tech. Um, there's a video as well that you can check out. So I really hope you take that step and you have your website work for you. I am so excited about signing up, about taking this course and opportunity. And I hope that if you are a, a visitor to christineschlansky.com on a regular basis, that you will be seeing some changes pretty soon. And depending on when you listen to this episode, they might have already been done. But thank you so much for being here. I hope this has served you well. And I'm looking forward for you to tune into the next episode. And I'm saying bye for now, wherever you are on this beautiful world.